Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift Lead Podcast with Chris McAllister. So, really short episode today. I got a question about bullying from a listener and to talk about that from a a site shift perspective, their question was, you know, so much about bullying deals with the behavior and the way we would talk about that in site shift is it's dealing with the fruit of the behavior, not the root, because all behavior has meaning. Uh, so to to explain this, I'm going to tell you a story, and some of you will never listen to another word that I say, because you will see the darkness of my soul with this story. Uh, we were in a space um, launching out with doing sight shift, full focused. At the time, I had two regular institutional checks from work that I was doing in different uh, nonprofit capacities I was leading in. Uh, step away from all that into uncertainty, and it just takes time to get anything going. I've been in the startup phase before. I know what that's like, and and it's kind of like I've heard it described. You're standing there with your hair on fire. You learn to sit and have a peaceful dinner with your family, laugh and chill while you're going, I don't know how I'm going to buy groceries two days from now. Um, kind of crazy. Not that you want it to be that way, just sometimes it is. So uh, we were in that space, and this cat uh, appears on our deck, and it's meowing like crazy, and I'm telling my family, please don't feed it. Well, one, you can't bring it in the house because I'm allergic, so that's a deal breaker, but but please don't feed it because it won't leave, and we lived kind of on a main road, and so people would, uh, I think, a couple of times drop off pets, and so, yeah, here we go. Look, I'll try to find a place for it to go. I don't want it here. Um, the, the, I come home one day and find out that they had fed the cat. And I'm trying to remember this story the best that I can now. I didn't plan on telling it, so I'm top of my mind. But I, I'm coming home, and I find out they fed the cat. And it's meowing like crazy, and it won't leave. And there are people in our neighborhood that would take care of it. I don't want to take care of it. And all I can think about is how much the cat food's going to cost or the veterinarian uh, bill. And I know I should, in my mind, be able to imagine a more a more abundant scenario. Uh, I, I help people with that. I've gotten a lot of benefit in my life from doing that, but I don't always do it well myself. And definitely having a struggling week moment. And so I'm going to shoo this cat away. And so I get it... Uh, probably outside of our backyard by about 15 feet. And I'm staring at this cat. I'm like, why won't you just leave? And it's just meowing. And I've got this longer stick in my hand and I'm just trying to shoo it away. And I wish I could tell you that I'm a perfect human being and I never have the dark side of the force pass through my mind, but I'm standing there and this cat's there and I see that stick and I'm feeling desperate financially, desperate uh, just to take care of my family. And, and I'm just going to tell you that it wasn't a pleasant thought going through my head. And I'm ashamed to say that, um, that I would even think about being violent. And almost instantaneous as this is happening, uh, I have this sensation I'm being watched. And I turn around, and my oldest daughter is standing 
at the driveway watching me uh, and goes, what are you doing? A couple of my, um, my two other daughters come outside right about the same time. So you talk about not only a horrific act, but a horrific act that would have traumatized your children. And I really reflected on that, um, how easy that thin line was there between doing something to care for a creature versus violence. And I think a lot of times what we're doing when we use this narrative to shame bullying tactics, uh, we're creating more of the problem. Uh, I do some talks and presentations on violence and bullying, uh, so I'm not going to go into all that now, but just for the short of it, let me say this. First, we can all agree that, that bullying is destructive behavior, that violence, anytime you're enacting harm against another person, we have to stand against those actions. Uh, we have to create a society that enforces um, you know, codes so that we don't treat one another that way. But we also have to understand that there's a very thin line between maybe we would say uh, a contributing citizen of society versus somebody who commits a terrorist act in the sense that uh, they're probably uh, doing something. They're acting out in such a way. I would say not probably. They are acting out in such a way because they feel insecure in who they are. They've made another human being responsible for their dignity, their worth, their well-being, their peace, and their safety. And so they're acting out in violence against that person. So what I'm trying to do is to help not only draw attention to dysfunctional behavior, but get underneath that and say, uh, why is the bully acting that way? We're not excusing their behavior, but we can't explain it. They're, they are in some way having their personhood violated. Let's get underneath that. And, and yeah, that's messier. That's hard. You're talking about systemic uh, lifetime generational problems that you have to solve. But if you're really going to affect change, then you're not just dealing with shaming the behavior. Uh, we can call the behavior bad, but we can say the person is still worthwhile. Uh, so a lot of what we're talking about with site shift over and over is separating personhood and performance. This is how dynamic transformation happens. So we want to help the person that's been bullied say, look, uh, what you received, bad behavior, and that doesn't have to define you. We also want to say to the person that's bullied, what you've done, bad behavior. There's a reason you've done it. You need to learn who you are also. Uh, so I tell that story about the situation with the cat to say that, uh, yeah, I think few of us have contemplated what it's like when we feel desperate, short on resources, um, I think you see this happening right now with Baltimore and different things with police brutality and violence. We want to shame the people that are acting out and say, ah, oh, you're destroying society. They're trying to be heard. Everybody is, wants to be seen, known, and heard for who they are. And if we can't give each other that, then we're never going to come to a place uh, that we can truly exist in peace. And I think that's where we're headed. If I could give an illustration of this, it would be, I, I, I talk about this in different ways, uh, it's handicapped parking. So when you went somewhere today, you pulled up into a parking lot, and the best spaces were for who? Those that had uh, handicapped parking. Now, I know that there are people that abuse the system, 
But for the most part, let's look at what a quantum shift that is in 2,000 years. 2,000 years ago, you're handicapped. You're sitting outside the city gate. You're ostracized from your family. You're shamed. You're begging to survive. And we think there's some evil reason the gods or God is mad at you that this happened. Now we say we want to give you the best parking space. We want to give you an advantage uh, here because we recognize that this isn't your fault. Society is headed somewhere beautiful. The trajectory is amazing. Yes, we have dark spots. Yes, we have blind places that we miss things. But anytime we see somebody acting out, protesting, bullying, it is a cry for help. And we need to address everybody. Uh, we need to address the store owner that gets their store vandalized. But we also need to address the people that are protesting. So not everybody agrees with that. And that's okay because they're wrong. Everybody is looking for security and who they are. It's what drives us all. Hey, thanks for listening along. Thanks for the questions that you guys send. Uh, have an excellent rest of the day. Peace. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.